What do I want? It's a question that everyone eventually has to ask themselves. The key motivator for every action taken. The cause behind every effect. So, what do I want? I want to go to a sporting event in every major venue. I want to grow within my relationships with my friends and my family. I want the freedom to create without the fear of failure. I want to dream without being hindered by reality. I want to chase new passions, new experiences, and new goals. I want old milk to branch out of the box and try new things. I'm accomplishing some of these goals right now, and I know what I need to do to achieve the rest of them. However, the one thing you should take away from this commercial is, I want you to buy old milk merch. episode 331 you have that hat on for a multitude of reasons first off uh jason tatum was amazing two nights ago he's a one he's he's amazing every night he's a one (laughs) hey (laughs) i i finally what what were you where would you top five top ten jason Tatum? right right now just oh yeah, I think five is easy right yeah. now. I can I can um, I can agree with that. And a lot of it is because he plays so hard on defense too, mm-hmm. which puts him in a level like. I think Luca is obviously a more. It's hard to describe. Like Luca is a more prolific player in my mind, mm-hmm. um, but he doesn't play any defense. Yeah, and so I think in terms of like you know who's the best player in the league. I think it's still Giannis for me. And I think I think Tatum needs another year like he had last year in the playoffs. Cause like no matter what happened in the finals, he still like balled during the playoffs. And it's amazing that like a 23-year-old, or he was 24, but he scored like 23 points a game, had like eight boards, and like, you know what I mean? He had like a good stat line for the finals, and everyone's like, Oh, he fucking sucks. He's terrible. And I was like, okay, all right, but well, two things. I think it's interesting that you. I think that you can. Personally, I still think that Nikola Jokic is the best player in the league, but I think that it depends on what you need for a team. Um, I would fit Luca and Jokic in the same category together, and I'd put Giannis and Jason Tatum in the same category together, mainly because Giannis and Tatum are two players that, as you said, are two-way players. They both play really good defense, and they both can score. They both um, contribute offensively as well. But when you talk about running a team, running an offense through a player, that's where you got um, players like Luka and Jokic. And at least for my taste, um, I'd rather have the center who can pass the ball, who can who has no holes in his offensive game whatsoever. And he's gotten better on defense as well. I'd much rather have that than someone who you – I think it's easier to build around someone like Luka or – uh, Jokic than it is to build around someone like Giannis or um, Tatum because with Luca and, and so I think the, the most so the so the two guys who have made it much farther in the playoffs with I mean, good stuff built around them it's well, harder to build around them than the two guys who have actually never accomplished anything. Well, 
first of all, <laughs> Jokic has two MVPs. He hasn't accomplished nothing. Um, for the whole the whole Celtics are a team that knows what they're doing, and it's been like even when you guys were bad, you guys weren't bad. Like in your tank years, you guys weren't tanking. So you have no, like number were... three picks because you swindled the Brooklyn Nets. So like throughout the whole time, like the organization knows what it's doing. Um, on the Bucks side, there was really no indication that the Bucks knew what they were doing until they got Giannis. So on that standpoint, um, you do have a point for that. But I do think that one of the hardest things in the NBA, aside from shooting, to get is a player who can control the pace of the game and can uh, distribute the ball. I think that there are more players like Jason Tatum out there compared to players like Luka Doncic. I think that it's easier to replace Jason Tatum than it is to replace Luka Doncic. Not saying that Jason Tatum isn't better like, than Luka Doncic right now. How, how, like, I because don't even... it's easy because it's just such an art to have a feel for the game and to have a pace for the game. Like he very, does. very few. You're not. Players. You're not watching the Celtics game. No, I. But the ball isn't really in Jason Tatum's hands in the same, in the same way that it is in Luka Doncic's hands. And that's what I mean. Like, I know, like, but like one is just successful put, and one isn't, but look at what Jason Tatum has around him. He has Jalen Brown. He has Robert Williams, Al Horford, Marcus Smart, Malcolm Brogdon. Like he has a whole squad around him. And that's just a kudos to Brad Stevens in the front office for building around Jason Tatum. I think that Jason Tatum is a player that you can insert him in any situation and he'll do well. And you don't really need to build an offense around him. He'll just find his spots the same way that you can say that for KD. But on the flip side of that, like I was saying, when you have someone like Luka or you have someone like Jokic last year, for example, in the finals, the one thing that you guys needed was a ball, a point guard who knew how to control the pace. If you guys had a point guard who knew how to control the pace, you win the NBA finals. That's Jokic. That's Doncic, and you're lucky that you got Brogdon in the first place. Like you, like you have to admit, you're lucky that you yeah, got but Brogdon. Neither of them, you got like in I, the first place. I, oh, oh, absolutely. And I, so, and, like, and Smart this year has played so much better. Yeah, he's, point guard he's done than he so much last better. year. Yes. And mm. I just, I think right now, and it's 20 games in, and I think this is why, like Giannis, to me, it's hard to catch him right now for other people just because he has a championship he has two mvps he has defensive player of the years and he's been doing it for like six or seven years now where it's like you look at the stat lines and he's like oh like you know what i mean it's like and that's where and i think Jokic is up there too like two mvps and like the way he does it like from the center of the court and i've also never like necessarily looked at him as like a trash trash defender i think when you come to the conversation between Luca and Tatum I think Luca is more prolific and has already accomplished or done things that put him in like uh even though he's like 23 years old like put him in like almost like legendary status being as young as he is like some of the stuff that he's done is like all right and when you watch them like every shot you expect to go in no matter where it's from so I'll I'll give him that I think I think we're where all that is is great though i think tatum's defense specifically is so good at this moment that it it tips the scales in his favor because like we're watching luca night in and night out i think his usage rate is over 40 percent right now yeah and so he has the ball constantly it's a lot like like lebron and you Mm -hmm. know what i mean and like there's i think that's not coincidental i think he looked up to lebron and i think i think the better comp is Harden, to be honest I think it's a way better comp. Yeah, it's interesting because I think Harden was in such a 
like when he was at his peak peak, he was in such like a different zone. Like, I don't even know if Luca can get like Luca's game is a lot more like he's he's burlier than Harden he's bigger than Harden so he plays a little bit different like he can post up more I don't know if anyone will get to where Harden was scoring like 50 points off step backs yeah like I don't know if anyone will ever get there and like that's what makes him one of the greatest players of all time you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so like I think in there are similarities but I think in the way that like he there's 10 players on the court but everyone knows where Luca is at all times and not to say that James Harden or Katie or anyone doesn't but like the amount of gravity that those two have, whether it's on the court or people watching, it's like, no, like that is why everyone in this building is here yeah. to like watch, yeah. you know, that's fair. And that's I think, fair. and I think Tatum, it's tough because like he, he is with Brown, he is with all these other guys, but like, he's also playing for a team. That's definitely like, it's similar to the Lakers. Like even LeBron wasn't bigger than the Lakers. Kobe wasn't bigger than the Lakers. You know what I mean? Like they all add to this legacy, but when you're on a team where it's like, the Mavericks are a little bit easier to be like, this is everything. Like I am everything. Or like when LeBron's in Cleveland, yeah. when you have like the Celtics, Lakers, even like, even like the Sixers and Knicks, you know what I mean? There's all these Bulls. like Bulls. Well, yeah. Bulls, Bulls is like impossible. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, like no one's ever going to be like, Oh yeah. Like this is my, you know what I mean? Like the Celtics have had, I think two that really, really stand out in Russell and bird as like, they were the center of everything. And then, I mean, Paul Pierce was for a long time, but then it was like the three of them, so it's a little different. Four of them. Got to put Rondo in there. Yeah, yeah, obviously. I mean, I'm just talking about the ones that came together to yeah. to make that happen. So I think it's also a little difficult, but I think this season people are really starting to take notice, and it's like little things like uh, on Chris or on Thanksgiving on Black Friday when the like ad for like 50% off league pass, like popped up on the computer, like Jason Tatum's on that ad now. Yeah. And, and he's been doing Gatorade and shit forever. So it's like not crazy, but there's only a couple guys who you see on like the, you know what I mean? They're like, Hey, like this is one of like the faces of our league. So I think it's cool. And I think the fact that we have to argue between Luka Doncic and Jason Tatum, like a 24 year old and the 23 year old, very good for the sport. Right. As two of the top four players in the league, when mm-hmm. it's not like Giannis and Jokic are like, that old either Embiid, right Embiid's right there too so it's like the five guys that everyone talks about and then you have kd just like casually like yeah yeah kd and steph who are like the fucking old heads now like still scoring (laughs) over 30 a game so i I gotta say like i I, it might come as a shock to you but I, i i might have to start beating the drum for steph curry for mvp just based off of what he's doing so far in the the ineptitude around him like Klay Thompson is starting to get it going a little bit. Draymond is always Draymond. His impact isn't felt in the box score, but I really thought the young guys would be better. I really thought that uh, we would be able to expect more from Jonathan Kaminga, um, uh, James Wiseman, who they sent down to the G League, Moses Moody, et cetera, et cetera. And Jordan Poole, ever since he signed that um, extension, has been AWOL, which is why we don't put Jordan Poole and Tyrese Maxey in the same conversation. No, I think that Paul will get it get it together. I think he had a very strange offseason. Mm. Like, you oh, can't deny yeah. that, like, because he kind of has to, because of, like, Draymond's stature with the yeah. Warriors, like, Poole kind of has to, like, eat that punch, like, literally, like, get fucking rocked, but also just, like, be like, oh, like, yeah, it's cool. You know what I mean? Like, it's, like, 
it's like yeah everyone's like oh my god Draymond and then he made his documentary about it like being like oh they exiled me and it's like yeah you punched your teammate in the face but Poole kind of just has to like be like cool with it he has to be just completely fine with like getting leveled in practice and then the whole world searing yeah, like 12 hours later that's honestly insane i think that that's worse that everyone seeing that is worse for pool than it is for draymond because like draymond already had this um everyone had this connotation of draymond that like he's like a rough rider he's like a bit aggressive overly aggressive at times so it doesn't really change the perception of draymond as much as it does for pool like it's just, oh you just got hit and like you didn't do anything like i think that that kind of emboldens opposing players to kind of challenge him a little bit more because they don't really feel as um there's not that what if uh factor yeah. with that um but getting to the other reason why you're wearing that st louis hat um we're talking about young metro metro booming if young metro don't trust you i'm gonna shoot you metro booch booming excuse me metro booming wants some more excuse me metro excuse me that's what we're, who we're talking about today. This is the cap episode 331. Thank you for listening on Spotify, watching on YouTube, and then listening on Apple Podcasts and all the other DSPs uh, anchor as well. I am Nate Sperlin. That is Taylor McLeod. This is your weekly tour through hip hop. Uh, do us a favor, hit the like button and subscribe to the channel. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Old Milk Media and check out all the Old Milk content on oldmilk.co. That being said, Taylor, how are you doing today? Good. Good. I got the, the more Coco Drio Action Bronson merch. Happy birthday, Action Bronson. <laughs> My God. No, I, I'm doing good. I'm glad that we're here talking about Metro Boomin. He had a tough, he's had a tough go of it recently, just losing people. But I think that, yeah, I'm just happy to be here talking about an album still kind of on a similar timeline to what it was supposed to be and that it didn't push it, you know, forever. And I think it's just, it, it's, it's cool to be talking about him like a decade in to what he's been doing in the words of morgan freeman if young metro don't trust you motherfucker you better run uh th- come on morgan that that round of applause for morgan freeman man that was that was morgan freeman the goat talking about we're talking about so many goats here today but um real quick before i actually get into the notes are you a hero or a villain taylor oh i really think i'm more of a like the person who's like driving the car that all of a sudden gets like thrown off a bridge <laughs> Like that's me. That's me. Just like minding my business, and then you're like the, some like yeah. You're like, the person with the headphones on, listening to Action Bronson on full blast while Spider Man and the lizard are fighting behind you. That, that, exactly. You... And I like, and I'm the one like look over your shoulder and like all the you know all the like the commotion is gone, and you just keep going. Like that's me. I, yeah. I'm not either. I'm hanging out. <laughs> all right, we're gonna talk about Metro Boomin' Heroes and Villains, 15 tracks, 48 minutes long, featuring John Legend. Future, Chris Brown, Don Tolliver, Travis Scott, 21 Savage, Young Nudie, Young Thug, The Weeknd, Mustafa, ASAP Rocky, Takeoff, and Gunna. Morgan Freeman is on interludes as well. And uh, real quick, the album rollout was amazing. This is probably one of the best album rollouts of the year. Um, short film with Lakeith Stanfield, Morgan Freeman, Young Thug, Gunna, and of course, Metro Boomin, uh, the main characters in that. And I also appreciated um, last night before the album came out how um well first of all when the first initial track list dropped and it was just like 21 savage and travis scott and chris brown on it i was like okay this isn't this isn't the real track list like i like i kind of saw through it but metro having taking the time out to have someone basically make superhero or villain depending on how you interpret it uh caricatures of 
each feature on this album, I think is really amazing. It really fits into the theme that he's had over the past four years, even going back to um, not all heroes wear capes. And now you have heroes and villains here. I think that it all just fits in amazing. Also just more, just getting Morgan Freeman on this again, after you have him on Savage Mode too. And I think that it's more appropriate that he's on this one because of Morgan Freeman's uh, role in The Dark Knight. I think that that adds another layer to what we have here. Um, So as always, join the conversation with us in the comments below but that being said taylor what did you think about heroes and villains i think it's really cool uh the rollout itself but i think that it's 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 been a long time not counting her loss because her loss was like this and even soul sold separately by freddie gibbs was a little like this earlier this year where you get the context for the album before you actually get the album which is Mm -hmm. how it used to be like you, where you would get, you know, a couple singles or you'd get like the album art and you could sit with it for a while or even little more recent like things like with with like Travis Scott teasing Astroworld for so long. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like views by Drake. So you like have this, you have this anticipation. And I think really since like Beyonce released Beyonce and then Drake did, if you're reading this is too late, these the the idea of like a surprise drop got so big and then i think the biggest thing i've seen recently is like these like little like week-long rollouts where it's like all right we know the attention span of these like you know people who are listening to this music isn't isn't what it used to be so it's like all right we're gonna we're gonna start teasing a project with some like tweets here and there and then we're gonna announce the project and then a week later that project's coming out because we know our cycle's only like two weeks at you know at this point so to get something like this where obviously the timeline was still pretty like condensed, but we knew about the project for a long time. And I think, I think to have a short film that goes along with it and doesn't feel super corny and doesn't feel like it's trying to like trick you into thinking that this artist is like something they're not like where it's like, Oh, like super, super like interest. Like we didn't get any like quick cuts of like some Mm -hmm. artists like walking through the airport and then walking on stage and then walking off stage and, you know what I mean? You like, I know you know exactly what I'm talking about. Metro Boomin cares about like the art of all this. He cares about the actual product of all this and to put everything together and have it all linked together. And even with the caricatures, like you said, like it just, to me, like leading into the album, it was already a testament to, to who he is as an artist and the care that he takes in, in creating these projects. And it's not just like a, all right, let's put this out because I haven't released, you know, in a while. It's very much like, no, this is intentional. I want to make an eight minute film where I am like the superhero that, you know what I mean? Like everything. And like, and I know that some people could watch it and be like, this is, this is corny or whatever, but Man. it's been so long since we had like something that like, like it, it's, a, it's actually taking a chance. It's actually like different. It's not just like the, like, oh yeah, here's like, you know, us at the jewelry store. Here's us on the tour bus. Here's us in the airplane. Like it, it's real and it's a creation and I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, this is the best compilation album by far of the year, by far. The only other one that competes with it is the CMG album, which I really enjoyed. But even that album, there's a lot of fat on it. There's a lot of, um, it's like, I think that album's like 26 songs. So just having this, like this album is one, a compilation album. And this is really how you do it, a, com- a compilation album in the first place. Um, Metro doesn't put, anyone in a position like any of these featured artists in a position where they would feel uncomfortable but he still has them try new things and I think that that's very important um 
I haven't heard Travis Scott rap as fast as he does on Raindrops. I think that that was a new flow from Travis that we got, but it's still very much in that Travis Scott sound that everybody likes. Um, having future Don Tolliver and 21 Savage on the I Can't Save You interlude was just amazing because those are really, aside from Travis Scott, those three artists are really the main artists on this project. Well, are the ones with the main vocals on this project. So just mixing that all together. Also, ASAP Rocky's on it as well. Um, and ASAP Rocky's on several songs. He's on one song, Having a Verse. Obviously, he's on the song with uh, Takeoff. Um, but ASAP Rocky's also on several songs at the end, just like saying little lines here and there. So just having that together on an interlude is just perfect. Um, 21 Savage rapping on Creeping is also amazing. I like I when 21 Savage first came into the game, there were doubts about how his longevity, but I, I don't really see him going away anytime soon because he just continues to improve over and over and over and over again. We saw it on her loss, and here we go again on Heroes and Villains with 21 Savage once again improving and improving and improving. Still need an album from you, Savage, but that's okay. Um, on Time is also the perfect intro. Um, the the line that I said when um, Morgan Freeman is like, if Young Metro don't trust you, motherfucker, you better run. That's where uh, that comes from. Also, John Legend's vocals, amazing. It doesn't matter in whatever setting it is. It's just going to be amazing regardless. Also, Transitions. From on time, from on time to superhero, from raindrops to umbrella, from Metro Spider to I can't save you to I from I can't save you to creeping. Like the transitions are just so seamless. Like they really. Metro is already one of the best producers we ever heard, but his ability to. He's talented enough to just make a beat, not change anything about it throughout the whole duration of the track, and it still be a really really amazing beat. But the fact that he, when you first encounter a Metro beat, you hear the first 10 seconds of it, and then it continues to evolve into like the next 30 seconds to the next minute. The added layers as the track continues is just mastery within itself. Um, because of that, it really just shows the intentionality. It really shows how dedicated, how important metro is to hip-hop um so those were my first initial thoughts i have a lot more um but yeah that's where i am right now yeah i think i think with everything that you and i have mentioned right now you can just tell that he is fully 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 an artist like this is art and it's not to say that anyone else isn't but it is different for a lot of people and i think that for people that came out of the era Metro Boomin did and the sound that kind of like there were a couple people working in that sound in like the mid 2010s. I think that he continually separates himself from everyone else as as like the one from that group. And I think that for a long time that success was was tied to other people, maybe like future. Mm -hmm. I think that future was, you know, obviously monumental in 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 what what metro has been able to accomplish and it's it's nice to hear metro and future back working together um but i think at this point it's just i don't know if there's another producer out right now who could demand like the attention and excitement that that metro boomin does i think that there are other producers certainly that are of the of the same caliber maybe in different lanes um but I, I don't like there's no no producer. I don't think there's a producer out there except 
like potentially for me, like Alchemist, if he was going to put like everyone on a compilation project like that, but that's, I don't anticipate that happening. Mm -hmm. So for someone who is as talented as, as Metro Boomin is as creative, like I think some of the little links throughout the, even the track listing, like raindrops going into umbrella, like that oh, it's like something I didn't even catch like that. Yeah, that. that's crazy. And then creeping, which has the weekend on it, and then Niagara Falls. So you have like that, like like the Canada. You know what I mean? Like that, like like border field that I think Drake and Benny the Butcher have been able to accomplish a lot. But like, they're just he's just in such a different different space, and it's it's nice to have someone with the connections he does because normally, like, I'm not a playlist listener. I don't make playlists. I don't listen to playlists. So like normally when an album like this comes out i'm definitely like a little like all right like it's kind of like it could be overwhelming in a way because every song has like so many different people on it and you're like all right like but when it comes to like there's a when it comes to someone like metro boom and there's a unlike dj khaled which it's not a shot at khaled but it like i don't have the desire to like go through a dj khaled album and figure out everything and remember like you know what i mean it's like but when it's Metro, I'm like, all right, I want to see what he brings out of these people. And I think you bringing up Travis Scott is a really, really important point because I maybe out of all the artists featured on this project, he impressed me the most with with how he was was rapping on different songs. And I think I think some of them, like you said, raindrops, I think he kills on raindrops. And I think trance is really good too. I just I like it when you can hear more of Travis's real voice. And it's not the super like echoey, super like spatial where it feels like he's like surrounding you and you're like, oh, you know what I mean? It's kind of like it's Travis everywhere. Right. Right. It feels like, yeah, you're in like the house of mirrors, but it's all Travis Scott. I, I like it when you can hear his, his, his normal voice cut through a little more. And I think there's a lot of like good examples to that on here. And I don't know. I think, I think Metro Boomin just has a understanding of how to get the best out of everyone where they need to be. Like we heard some like older kind of older sounding future on here which was nice and really which is disappointing the only verse on here that i didn't like was rocky yeah i didn't mind it as much um but i think the main story on that song is definitely the takeoff verse um i think it's really therapeutic to listen to um just i think it just serves as a reminder of how talented takeoff was um the way that he's basically rapping using the al the alphabet throughout his whole verse is just how many artists could really do that? Like, let's be honest, how many rappers could really do that? Um, so it was just nice to kind of hear that again, um, hear a new verse from Takeoff again. I'm not sure if there's going to be like a, um, a posthumous album that comes out or something like that. And that's something that people could debate whether it should happen or whether it shouldn't happen. Um, but it was just really nice to hear that as well. Um, additionally, one, because of how good the song is, and two, because of the names on the song, I'd be shocked if Creepin' wasn't a smash hit. Um, you have Metro, you have The Weeknd, you have 21 Savage on it. Those are three artists who are at the top of their lanes with The Weeknd with pop music, um, Metro as a producer, 21 Savage with Trap. Those are three art three of the biggest artists in the world. Um, and the song is really good, too. That's probably my favorite song. Um, I'd just be shocked if it wasn't like a chart topping top 10 hit but then again it's mariah carey season so i guess we'll have to see um but i just i just wish that metro because not all heroes wear capes i believe also came out around this time and i just wish that metro would probably 
drop an album like this maybe more in the middle of the year just because we're going to have we have metro right now we have baby face ray then we have absol coming out on the 16th and then that's basically the end of the music year and then we're on to 2023 so because of that i think that there's a little bit of a concern about not playback value but the amount of time that it stays um as a topic of conversation uh just because it's going to be the end of the year but it's metro at the end of the day everybody if young metro don't trust you i'm going to shoot you like <laughs> like it, he if there's someone who can break through that year divide it is young metro and he did that before so i'm sure he'll do it again but that's just maybe my one critique of the whole thing and that's yeah, I, even even that is really really nitpicky in the first place which goes to show how great of an artist metro is i think it's a completely valid i don't even know if it's really a critique i think it's more of a concern for like you know like people getting to actually listen to this because December albums get buried a lot yeah like December albums and it's not like I don't think it's because of any like even necessarily like music cycles or end of year list cycles I know that like December albums classically get left off of a lot of end of year lists unless it's like a like crazy crazy project um but I think with like the holidays happening the new year happening it's just like you said it's just the window ends up being being smaller I have a I have a question for you. Okay. What do you think? What's your favorite verse on this project? Because there's a clear one to me. That's tough. Um, I, I obviously think about. First. Okay, give me yours. I think Young Nudie's verse on Umbrella oh, is yeah. the best. The best yeah. verse in this whole album. Yeah, I, I was. You know what's crazy? When I was listening to it, uh, when I was listening through the album the second time, I was thinking about it, and I was like. Would that be hyperbole to say? Would that be too outrageous to say on the podcast? No. Um, but I might have to, it's definitely a contender. It's definitely a contender. I want to listen to that Travis Scott verse on Raindrops again, just the Travis Scott performance on Raindrops again. Um, Young Thug on Metro Spider is crazy. Mm -hmm. um, 21 Savage on Umbrella. Uh, 21 Savage also does a thing on Umbrella, but I think the story, uh, as you said, is uh, Young Nudie. Um, they're, take they're, off. Co they're cousins, right? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, they're cousins. They're definitely that's, related. They're definitely that's related. That's cool. That's yeah. cool to hear them. Like, you, I know they've made plenty of music before. Oh, I was about to say, like, have you heard EA by uh, oh, yeah, 21 yeah, Savage? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that but is it, one it, of the it, best songs of all time. It's just like, it's cool for a moment like that to happen on a Metro Boom, an album surrounded by like future Travis Scott uh yeah rocky gonna thug like don toliver yeah it's don toliver also was really uh impressive like i don't there's really no nothing to point out that would be wrong about this album except for the timing of it that there's really nothing else yeah um but well, i think we can talk in, in you know time time's limited as yeah. you know as always but that verse by Rocky, like, I love ASAP Rocky. He was one of my favorite artists. Like, that 2011 era, like, when Live Love ASAP came out, was right when I was, like, learning how to download music. So it was, like, you know what I mean? It was, like, the perfect perfect storm to be, like, I wouldn't say a Rocky stan in, like, high school, but it was it was close. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it, was, it was close. He just rapping just isn't his like number one priority anymore no it's not and that it's fine yeah. i think he was so good with his little like where he would like you know give those little like moments of like you know two lines of him just talking i would love 
to hear like uh I don't even know the artist, but I'd love to hear a project like hosted by ASAP Rocky. Like where yeah, he's cutting I in thought about giving that you too, all yeah. like the giving you all like the fly shit, like all like mm-hmm. the, you know what I mean? Like the mm-hmm. stuff to like build the environment around it and then have someone else like really get to like what what needs to happen on the record. I don't know who that would be. I think I think it has to be it had to be a it have to be a New York artist. I think that it'd have to be a New York artist. Uh okay. This is half me trolling, but this is half me being serious. What about ASAP Rocky hosting an Ice Spice album? Well, that would be cool. And I would want to see it like maybe like a couple years in the future, like see if like see if things last before yeah. before they're actually but if if we're two years in the future, three years in the future, and and Ice Spice is still like, you know, putting out music and is still like it's still working out for her and Rocky's a little bit older, you know what I mean? Like that would be crazy. That would be insane. I think Rocky I think it's inevitable if or when Rihanna puts out music that we might hear a little like that. Like, oh, we should get some like, like old Jay Z Beyonce. Go on, that would be amazing. <laughs> also, additionally, um, Rocky. I think I Rocky saw, like, could host a a Tyler album. But yeah, I think I think better. that connection. I think that connection that's might better. be too too obvious. But at the same time, I don't. The only other person I can think is Ferg. But I. I I love ASAP Ferg, but I want Rocky probably like hosting something different. No, I, I uh, Rocky also has a furniture line coming out, which I saw like two days ago, yeah. which is also um, probably the reason why rapping is, well, one of the reasons why rapping, we know what the main reason is, but rapping is really his main um, concern right now. But what are your favorite tracks on Heroes and Villains? Um, number four, Raindrops, five, Umbrella, six, Trance. I think that run is really good. Metro Spider, amazing. Niagara Falls, great. Creeping, great. And then just for the takeoff verse alone, feel the fire. Like yeah. I know that I just went talking about how Rocky isn't, you know, whatever, but it is still like ASAP Rocky and takeoff on Metro Boomin. So yeah. And I like I like Gunner's part on all the money too. So yeah. It's it's really no like like you said, there's no no holes. No, not at all. Uh it's like Nikola Jokic's offensive game. Um I got raindrops, I got umbrella around me, Metro Spider creeping. Uh, Niagara Falls, Welcome Down, and Feel the Fire. Uh, all right. This has been episode 331 of the Cat Podcast. Share your thoughts on heroes and villains in the comments below. Thank you for watching. Hit the like button and subscribe to the channel. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Old Milk Media. Check out the, all the Old Milk content on oldmilk.co. We will be back shortly with Babyface Ray talking about his new album, Mob. That is Taylor McLeod. I am Nace Berlin. We are out. Thank you for watching.